As I said, Tony Schumacher joining us here in the Freak Nation and uh, looking at Tony hanging out on a freaking lake. Uh, go ahead and get it over with, brother. Where the hell are you right now? Well, we're out of Wisconsin. We're going to visit Skag uh, Power Equipment tomorrow. We're going to do a tour, a picnic, and uh, we're down on Big Cedar Lake. going to take a little pontoon boat across there, have a nice dinner, and get ready for this thing. But it's just having a great time, man. It's nice because I left Austin, and Austin has been 105 degrees. Even Seattle was uncommonly brutally hot you know it was uh it was an awesome win but getting through the conditions man it was kind of abusive 140 degree racetrack with all that air that you know place like seattle produces it was a tough tough race hey tony schumacher uh finally got himself a win with this new car and now new team uh you taking a what'd you say a pontoon boat across the ocean that's like me hopping on the back of a sloth and running a quarter mile, bro. It's going to take you freaking weeks to get across the ocean, given the fact that you go ocean or lake, lake going three hundred twenty miles an hour, bro. Ham. Yeah, it's going to take a little time, but I'm not an impatient man when it comes to my off days. So I'm, I'm good. When you drive three hundred thirty miles an hour, day in and day out for a job, it's just fine to get on a pontoon boat, toss a line in the water. Got to breathe, man, because we have been three races straight. You know, and I think people forget that that is a you go to Denver, right? You're you're up at thousands and thousands of feet in the air. Then you go down to sea level in Sonoma, and then Seattle is kind of a it's a brutal three weeks. And then we're here this week uh, at Skag Nation, and then we're going to go off. We have run Topeka, and we run uh, uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. So six weeks on the road, but it's what we do. You know, it, it, you got to get used to it. But when we're out here and we're and we're doing a, a picnic with with Skag, one of our major sponsors, it's great to be able to chill out enjoy some lake time and uh, really this is awesome I mean, we just flew in got here 15 minutes ago crasher i know you want to jump in here but i'm curious you had a big fat cigar does skag not want you smoking cigars on camera bro that's how Statman and i met by you know exchanging on a freaking cohiba absolutely i understand <laughs> you know i can't talk with it in my mouth my dad's getting better at talking with it in his mouth because he's always there but you know we're doing a respect thing little kids watching you know how it is Kids watching. If kids are watching our show, we're in trouble. Yeah. Tony Schumacher, multi-time <laughs> top field champion, joining us here in the Speed Freaks pits. And I want to elaborate a little bit more on what you said about that Western swing, because I think there's a select group of fans that understand the difficulties of that. But there's a, a wider group of fans, just racing fans in general, who don't. So how do you keep your your mental side strong come Seattle when you didn't win Denver, you didn't win Sonoma and you're on this third dragging week of the Western swing. How did you keep yourself up and ready for what actually happened to you? A big win. Well, I mean, that's a really good question. You have to be positive at each race you go to. And we knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. It was, you know, my crew chief Todd Okahara was actually sick and he was back in uh, Indianapolis and Phil Schuler, who used to be my assistant crew chief, he came back to help out, work with Mark Denner. And those two sat in a room and, and, you know, sat up in that race car trailer. And with Todd back in the shop on the computer using the mouse, they worked out a tune-up, went out, and the car ran good. We actually qualified third, which was our highest qualifying position of the year. We're used to qualifying number one, two, three, four all year long. This is not common to me. And I knew that we had some things we had to work through, but... We've, we've had some little problems, and we got rid of those problems. The car started to perform, but I still knew. I got up Sunday morning, and I still knew that looking at that ladder, this is a big, big battle. I mean, these are really good teams, excellent drivers all along the way to get there. 
But for whatever reason, I had a feeling. I told the guys at the beginning, I said, I, this is our day. You know, we all said that. I mean, my wife, Summer, said the same thing. We sat there and we looked at the car. Um, she had, what was that stuff we put around Palo it? Santo. Palo Santo. She went around there. I, I said, it. you can't, you can't sage it. You can't sage this thing. You scare me because that gets rid of, rid of the evil stuff. I said, I don't want my life sucked away from me. I just want to bring some, bring some positive in. You know, I said, could you imagine that? They start taking all the demons away. You end up just an empty shell sitting there. I said, I can't do that. Give me a break. I just need to go out and bring some positive in. And before every run, she had a, my, my helmet smelled like it, you know, and, and we just went out and we were running. We were, I think Phil said it best because sometimes you get that stress ball on you and you can't, you can't figure out what to do. And all of a sudden someone comes up and goes, dude, are you having fun? And I went, yeah, you still get to drive a race car. This is crazy. We're in Seattle. It's a beautiful place. Let's have a good time and, and let's just race like we know how to do it. And you go out and you win those first races. And I got to tell you, there's kids on my team, you know, so many of them that 20 years old, never held a trophy, never held a Wally in their life. Some of them, you know, this is the first time they ever saw round wins. It was insane for them. So once a kid learns that, these these are in training. Once they learn that, they figured out how to get to that final round, win that thing over a car like Brittany Force's car. I mean, Max Savage and David Grubnick have that car running so well. You go out and you beat them. You know, people go, oh, she smoked the tires. She, she beat herself. Yeah. Who pushed her to do that? You end up doing that. There's some People don't just go out and randomly smoke the tires. you got to force them into where they have to go fast. And that's just the way it is. You look at second round. You look at you know, uh, second round. I'm running uh, Langdon, and he has a he has a 130 some light. That is a one of the best levers on the planet. You force him to do that by also being good enough, where they got to push it, and they push it, and they double step it. We both did. You know, he pushed me, I pushed him, and we ended up. You know, there has to be a winner, and I think that's that's uh, the people who really won on that one was with the fans. Man, they got to see an absolutely epic race. You know that thing, and then and then third round, right? Justin Ashley, you know that kid's going to strap you with a 55. Problem is, the track's a quarter long, quarter mile long. They're a thousand foot now. You know, it's a long way to get down, and you have to be able to navigate the whole racetrack, not just the starting line. So what I'm hearing you say, Tony, is that mechanical whatever for the first part of the season, that's arguably done now, but what's your real weapon is the Tony Schumacher mental game on the line in the staging lanes is back and better than ever, and look out, people. Well, my mental game usually is, is pretty good, but my team's mental game is much better. They were, they're new, and they were nervous and scared, and you know this was all brand new to them. None of them had ever worked with each other. None of them had worked with me. I had never worked with Tato Kahara before. So yeah. uh, all of it, it starts to come together. We made a few parts changes and the car goes down the racetrack and then you smile and you go, you know what? We, we knew it. We knew it was something like that. And our problem, our situation, you've heard me say this, we don't have a problem. A problem is, you know, when you have something like me, but you got your high school friends working on it. I don't have a problem. I got geniuses building my car. I have a situation. And the situation is Brittany is still running a tenth better than everybody. She's still running 20 miles an hour faster than us. We will figure it out and we will catch her. But she has been outstanding for a couple of years. And our real serious issue is that she's figured out how to hit the gas on time. And now that she's done that, that is a championship penny car. Tony Schumacher, the winner of the Western Swing in Seattle. It's great to have you, dude. You mentioned the young kids on your team. Do they know you're a Hall of Famer? Yeah, they're they're great people. They they all enjoy being there I'm, I'm really enjoying you know 
the adversity part has, has been my thing for a long time. I've been there before, struggled before, won championships, coming back from things. But but I really like building these kids up, man. And they're having an outstanding oh, time. Elric left to go to Syria. Oh. oh, yeah. Matter of fact, we had a guy, Elric, on our team that, you know, he was hospitality. He's been working with us, but he was Army Reserves. He left that night to go to Syria. He had given all this time. We said, get over here, man. We had sent photos to all his friends in Syria, all the people that were waiting on his his plane to get there. You know, he's he's a military dude that had had his time at home. You know how that's how the reserves work, and he was leaving for Syria Sunday night oh. I think at, at midnight. He gets to take photos with the trophy mm -hmm. on the star line. He was sending it because none of them believed him. You're eleventh in points. You got to be in the top ten here in another race or so to get into the playoffs. You got that in your team? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we got to look back. We've had three oil downs at the beginning of the year. We had a serious clutch problem. It was malfunctioning, and we had to make a change. But we had 30 points that we lost. We'd actually be in ninth. You know, so I don't I don't hold anyone against that. We, we made those mistakes. Those points cost us uh, where we are, but we're 10. We were we were 100 and something out of first in it, or out of, out of 10th. And in one race, we ended up 10 points out, and we're really only 30 or 40 points out of 8th, ninth, 7th. So, we're all, you know, top five are in the real secure from six on, man. They're in a dangerous spot. I'm coming for them. Let me ask you one more here before we turn it over to the rest of the crowd. <laughs> you know how to win championships. And are you holding a seminar to teach everybody else how to do this and to get to a point where you could just drive the car or are you still a teacher while you're driving the car at this point in your team's maturation? I think you just let them believe it. You know, I mean, I've, I, we've had many team meetings and you talk about it. You say, look, I have been here before. You guys are doing a great job. We have to learn. We've got to knock down some of the mistakes, which I've made, you've made. We all, it doesn't matter, but forget about all that stuff. Let's look at the next race. Let's look at where we are in rep. Robert Hyde went from winning a championship from the number 10 spot. So it can be done. Hmm. It has been done. And I plan on doing it again. Our problem is not that. Our problem is that we're still slower than some of the other cars. We can only do that if we start performing at the level we absolutely have to perform at. Tony Schumacher, eight-time NHRA top fuel champion, joining us here on the Freak Nation. And Tony, how long do you think we've known each other? 25 years. That's true. You and I have probably known each other before we started Speed Freaks. Yeah. And we started Speed Freaks 22 years ago, but I want to go back 17 years, um, buddy. And let's let's reflect on a topic that we have with you on the stage while we were on Speed Channel. You ready for this? Oh, boy. Some bombs. Off the record. We dropped some bombs out there. You were involved with the controversy early on in the season with the, the Clitter group out there. Mm -hmm. What really happened, Tony Schumacher? What really happened? I was asked about what I thought about Coletta, Doug Coletta, and, uh, you know, did I think Rubnick Redlin? And, you know, what I said, and I was clear about it, man, and we talked about it too. I said, if I won a race where two people red light, I would put that trophy in a closet, man, because it's, man, winning a world championship with one car, that rules the world. You get out and there is no controversy, there's no question about it. You're proud of it. Every single race you won, get it by yourself. Why did people off, Schumacher? Why did that piss the Cleta camp off and their fans? Well, okay, we're talking about should uh, Earnhardt and Gordon 
should they be in the, in the points chase? You know what? If you want to be in the points chase, lead the points. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's the simple. Don't get free points. Don't get a mulligan. Man, there ain't no mulligans here. I've no screwed, free passes no free pass. on the race. I've screwed up twice. The first race of this year, man, I went there, double clutch it. That thing wheel stood, smoked the tires. It ain't, and I believe me, I wanted to call a mulligan right there, but you can't. <laughs> you can't, man. It's game over. You pack it up. You walk back. You say, sorry, guys. You do what you have to do to win within the rules. There's nothing wrong with Coletta doing what they did if they did it on purpose. They did not do it on purpose. And it's I came the out rules, and said, dude. I don't think they did it on purpose. Did Grubnik red light? Absolutely. You know, and and uh, if I red light, it, it's, it, you know, it's no good. Uh, if Melanie red lights against me, we're going to get the same kind of heat for it. If I red light against her, it'll be okay because it's not a championship deal. How about that, Schumacher? How about it? That happens. Yep. <laughs> and we'll still see it happen. What I can say now is we're only a one-car team, so I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, but why I wanted to play that clip, Tony, is, you again, you've been coming in here, at least Speed Freaks on the radio show, for 22 years. And I think that's what's been at least the attraction for both of us, is you're not afraid to speak your mind. You spoke your mind many times, whether controversy was involved or not. Have you softened at all now at uh, your ripe old age? I have not. There's really no teams left to do that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, everyone's gone, right? My dad had uh, eight teams at once. We had, I think, so uh, Hagen and so, one of them did one time looked like they did something. They got their butt chewed also. So, you know, me, in all the years, we can't look back on one single run. The one time that Melanie could have taken a dive for me and I could have won the championship, I had to also set a world record. Oh, that's right. So for whatever reason, it's been a gift of a career where there is no way to look back on any single run and say, they lost, you won. Because they threw it, you won. And that is a blessing, man. I never have to ever feel at any point that someone took a dive for me to give me a, to give me a win. I, I think that's unfortunate. You know, we, we talk about the different people that we've seen do that. And it, it's a letdown, man. I mean, who, who's really paying the money? The fans are paying the money to come out and see a good, honest race. And they want to call the champ the champ because they they earned it. So anyone in any sport that does that, lays down for a particular run, makes it look obvious, and we've seen it happen a few times, it's a little sad for the sport. You know, I, I understand there's a big paycheck involved. I get that someone would do that. You know, five years down the road, you forget that it happened and you're just the champ. But, you know, here, I lost a championship. With a 57 light running low ET of the weekend against Bernstein. Bernstein in the final round in Pomona. It cost me a championship. Antron won the championship because of that, right? And it, it actually, he won because he had won several races that year and had a dominant car. He just had a bad Pomona. Had I won that round, it would have ruined Colette. I ruined Colette. It would have, I'm sorry about that. That's in the back of my mind. <laughs> but it would have done the same thing that it did to Hot Rod, to Coletta. And, and to Antron, you know, and, and the truth is, I got whipped. I'd love to have that back and be able to go out and do it, but people are going to take chances like that. So I don't know. I'd like to see that I don't want to call myself a nine-time champ when, in truth, I got beat. So I want it to be right. I want and, – and maybe it's easy with eight championships like that to be able to say, oh, I could give one up, but, but not really. You know, like I like to fight for them, the ones that mean the most by far are the ones that were the hardest, man. The run, obviously, insane. Then to come back and do it the year after that against Hot Rod, where you're fourth in the points coming in and, and you do it again, 
just been blessed with some of those moments. And I think anyone that wins a championship, and Kled is going to win a championship, and when he does it, he wants to do it right. Here, we people said, oh, you should have got a, a points taken away for not shutting off Saturday night. I go, okay, in, in promote during the run. I said, you mean to tell me you think I should get 10 points taken away? And, and you're fans, so you're deciding for me. So you, you want me to lose 10 points. Then Coletta becomes the world champ. I set the world record, won the race. And you want Doug, you think Doug wants to put that trophy on his shelf? Hmm. You think Doug wants to say, I won the championship because Tony set the world record, won the race, did a miraculous pass with the greatest team in the history of the sport ever existed, but they lost 10 points because of an oil so I got the championship. Of course not. You know, who who wants that championship? And Doug Coletta doesn't need the money. That Coletta family has done some serious, <laughs> awesome stuff, man. And I'm telling you, not only are they great dudes, but they've flown more flights for the military than our military flies. They have really done a great job. So I'm proud of those guys. And when Doug wins that championship, I'll be the first guy over there to shake his hand. Oh, wow. wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, let that resonate. And, That's and, awesome. And I know Stat wants to ask the same thing, and I, I, it's probably a rhetorical uh, question: that uh, was that run against Coletta in the final, and that world sp speed or that world record that you set. Was there anything bigger in your life? Uh, I know just the implications of that run. I, I mean, my three kids. You know. Well, okay, racing wise, racing wise. Race, come on, bro. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I mean, that was. That will go down as the greatest run in the history of the sport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I people, I get Garlic shaving his beard was important. That was a big thing. You know, but but as far as textbook movie written, let's start at the beginning. You were three hundred and thirty points back, and you came back. There, there can't be. You couldn't have written that script any better. We had to suck so bad at the beginning to be in the position we were in, to be so good at the end to come back and do that. And I think. And I mean, a movie's destined to be written about that. But hold on. You were kind of in that scenario again right now, 2022. It's sort of rewriting history. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's the path is similar. Yeah. And then even, even when Alan Johnson retired, okay, in 2008, we won 15 races out of what, 22 or 23, 19 final rounds. He, re, he goes over and, and tunes for, for Dixon, right? It starts his own team. And, uh, and we hire Mike Green, and, and we bring Mike over and, you know, new guys that I had never met before, and we beat him. So I've had moments that are close to that run, but not. Everything had to be right. Everything had – the earth had to rotate. God's hand was on that car, and it had to be because there was no physical way that a bunch of guys got together and came up with a plan for that. Well, wait a minute. you Let me jump in here. You got to be lucky that you're not in Formula One because they could come up with a plan to take <laughs> you out on the last lap of the last of a full season and they decide this ain't your championship. We're taking it away. Absolutely. And here, here, that's a great thought because the reason that the countdown in the six races in the countdown doesn't have a four wide, you know, in, in there at all is exactly that. Say that it's me and three DSR cars at the time and, and a Coletta. And Coletta's leading there. We could go up there and do all kinds of things to throw him off, to make him ex exactly the purpose. Um, those, you know, NASCAR does the same thing. They have that opportunity. You know, I don't, I don't drive Formula One for a lot of reasons. One, all the turns would bother the hell out of me. Those are, I struggle with them. 
this year I've been struggling with the straightaway, but the turns are really hard on me. You know, two, I I wouldn't I don't even have a bank in in, in that under my name that could take the amount of payroll they get. You know, I would have to beg them to put the deposits in that big. You know, they're not used to seeing that kind of money going in in my account. So there, there's the other problem. And um, and uh, I don't know. There's got to be a third problem. I, I won't. Tall. I'm too tall. <laughs> too tall. I'm, my wife says I'm too tall. I'm too heavy, and I won't drive without a canopy. How about that? Hey. So till they know those halos they got are cool. Parts can still get in there. They got to come up with a way to do that. And there's no way. There's no way to enclose something like that, that narrow that you can still see out of. And be comfortable. Yeah, no. Comfortable. That's like you're getting hit. You need air conditioning in there because you're, you're getting hit by the sun going through that like a magnifying glass. Are you going to be skiing on that lake behind you later? You know what? I, if there's a ski and a ski, if there's a slalom out there, I might take a whip at it tomorrow. We'll see. I was told to ask you, are you still skiing in a Speedo? Yeah, no. yeah we're a Speedo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Just, my shirt. Just yeah. got to put the O there. <laughs> well brother uh, as always good to get you in the freak nation go out and win yourself another and we'll get you back in here bud sounds great look forward to it momentum it let's do it all right buddy see you man see ya tony schumacher eight time eight champ stat man eight time champion yeah uh, yeah Hey, you know, I mean, it, what more, what more can you say? That, especially that one run against Coletta. Yeah. Right? Come on. I mean, you, how do you, you got to win the round. You got to set a world record and mm -hmm. he just said, all right, here we go. I got to do it. I'm going to do it. And uh, sent Coletta into the trailer for looking for something to dry his eyes. And he, he, rightfully was awarded driver of the year that year because of that, wasn't he? I, I remember vaguely the PRI show that year and he finally a drag racer got it over a NASCAR guy. Yeah. That was just one of the most incredible runs ever, as we just talked about. Yeah. You don't think about that often, but who's the greatest driver next to John force. Garlitz wow. has always been in the conversation. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta has to be You gotta go with Shirley for all the stuff that she put mm -hmm. up with uh, and winning championships. Uh, she didn't. She hasn't won eight or didn't win eight, but she put up with eight championships worth of misery from some <laughs> idiot people. Uh, she's got to be in that top five for greatest of all time. Agreed. Yeah, if we're including elements outside the car, she's. Uh, it's tough to argue that she's the greatest, but if you just want to go on numbers, I think he has or is right at a close to 90 wins. So, oh, yes, this uh, Seattle was 89. So, yes, right? you're right. 80? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, and it's good to see that he's coming back and that he can bring a team from nowhere, mm -hmm. from nowhere, and suddenly compete. If he gets in the top 10 and he wins another couple of rounds, it might be in the top 10. He's got a shot at a championship. Like you said, Height has won it from 10th place. And that's the reason why he can't do it. And uh, he doesn't even have the strength of his father's technical uh, center and expertise to make it happen. He's out there on his own. Well, he's got, there's still a partnership there. So they've, they've got some of that. But uh, his yeah, dad is pretty much hands-off, yeah. Yeah, it's not like being that whole row of trailers where you go in and out of the same technical center and get all of that stuff. 
It's like saying a satellite team with uh, Joe Gibbs racing. Funny how that works. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that when it comes to the four wide racing, how that's so true of the final, you've got four of the same owned cars up there Uh and you got a championship car in that. (laughs) Or three in one. Yeah. And how you can really sabotage that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 that's another reason. I never thought of that either, but that's another reason why I don't like the four wide. (laughs) (laughs) That's another box. Maybe we had to add on a sheet to the sheet so we can get more boxes to check off why I don't like the four wide. Statman's anti four wide checklist. Exactly. There you go. Rick Nation, that's why I like doing this damn show for 22 years because you could go on and on with an eight time NHRA top fuel champion like that, Tony Schumacher. 